Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. This week's topic is leadership, a vast area, but specifically I'm going to be exploring leadership in a time of crisis. As the COVID-19 crisis continues, I think the spotlight has been and continues to be on leadership across all levels of society. And leadership is one of those vast areas that's difficult to define. But I always think we can recognize good leadership when we see it. Equally, of course, we can recognize poor leadership skills from people who perhaps should know or do better. Uh, For me, of course, leadership is always dependent on the context and the task in hand. And when I speak with people on the topic of leadership, I often start by emphasizing that even if we're not in a traditional position of leadership, you know, leading a big team or an organization or a country even, we all have responsibility for our own lives. So leadership starts with the constituency of one and maybe, you know, as a, as a parent or as a role model, that's how our leadership skills then expand outwards. So this week's topic, as I say, is all about leadership in a time of crisis. Uh, for me, when we're in crisis, when we're way outside of comfort zone, when we're feeling scared, we look to our leaders to deliver certainty, hope and sense of community. Uh, once again, uh, Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, is viewed as a role model for modern, compassionate, authentic leadership during a crisis. So if we think of her, what can we learn from her or what does her style of leadership maybe give us clues towards in terms of what modern effective leadership looks like. So as we get the sleeves rolled up and get into some musings on the topic of modern leadership, I'm going to take you through eight modern competencies when it comes to leadership as I see it from my studies in this area and from observing the good, the bad and the ugly when it comes to leadership. For me, the first key point with leadership is that balance between realism and optimism. So what do I mean by that? Well, leadership is a balance between delivering certainty and hope. If you listen to or watch even, say, political leaders, they'll start by framing the current scenario using language to help people determine what's going on, but will always then lean into the positive, into the hope that things will get better. Um, for a moment, if you think about the opposite of that, you know, delivering uncertainty and pessimism. And whilst we might be able to name certain quote unquote leaders who operate that way, for me, leadership is really about realism and optimism or certainty and hope. So when a leader is seeking to stimulate behavioral change in others, whether that's working productively from home or social distancing, they have to be able to positively influence how their people are thinking and feeling. You know, as people ourselves, we view our leaders as the repositories of our fears and concerns. We want our managers, we want our government ministers to acknowledge how we're feeling, the reality of what we're dealing with. And we also want our leaders to tell us that we will be okay and that there is a plan for navigating a way through the crisis. We seek certainty, even if that is just knowing that they stand with us. We also want them to trust us with the known 
facts. And that leads us into another key element of leadership, which is all about trust. Now, as I see it, if we're all in this crisis together, you know, that hashtag in this together, if we're in this together, trust is what binds us. Effective leaders trust their people with the truth of a situation because they are capable of handling the truth themselves. You know, there's no credible leadership in any organization or indeed country without trust. We don't, we simply just don't believe people we don't trust. Just ask the boy who cried wolf. At a time of crisis when we're asked to make sacrifices, and many people are making big, big sacrifices, including maybe the ultimate sacrifice, and to enter into a new social context contract you know in terms of how we engage with society and how society has changed you know so if we're asked to make these sacrifices at time of crisis we we simply expect to be treated like adults and to hear the truth of a scenario you know to know the facts um, when leaders trust their people with the reality of the situation that trust is reflected back to them you know so trust instill trusts so for me, trust is what binds an organization together, what is the foundation stone really of effective leadership. And it's up to the leader to inspire trust um, in their people. Unfortunately, from my experience, many managers, many business owners don't trust their staff. And, you know, I often put them into a double bind when I then ask them the question. So you don't trust people you have hired, you know, and it, least gets a raised eyebrow but very difficult to work cooperatively in any scenario if trust is not there and it is the role of a leader as I say to to stimulate and to foster that trust. For me another critical component of modern leadership is having that sense of compassion. You know qualities such as compassion and empathy they had no place in the old hero model of leadership. In fact they were anathema to that ego-driven survival of the fittest mentality. Emotional intelligence, of course, has a central role to play when it comes to compassionate leadership. Healthy doses of self-awareness, self-control, social awareness, and an understanding of the basics of human psychology, I think, are key. If people know that you, as their leader, can see the world from their perspective, it fosters that feeling of trust and support that I mentioned earlier. One of the questions that I've been encouraging some of my clients and connections to ponder, particularly those who are in leadership positions over the last few weeks, is what do my people need from me now? Um, how can I add value to them? Um, the answers may be different, but the very fact that you're contemplating that question means you're stepping into this place of compassionate leadership. Uh, we saw New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern maybe first embodying this respect and compassion when she uh, sympathised with bereaved communities following the terrorist shooting in Christchurch back in March 2019, and then again last December with the White Island volcanic eruption. Um, those events and her style of leadership, and they, that, that's when she first came to global awareness, as it were. And of course, in recent weeks, we've seen her host Facebook Live events in a green sweatshirt, having just put her daughter to bed, echoing the reality of many parents who are juggling home life with Zoom conference calls. So that sense of compassion and empathy, whilst it's in some people's DNA and not in others, 
you know you can look to lean into it more because for me it is the it is the difference that makes the difference when it comes to to modern leadership when you're looking to influence inspire or motivate um, uh, your people another key aspect of modern leadership is the ability to foster collaboration and maybe even moving into that place of shared leadership you know in today's interconnected and complex world and in the midst of a crisis that has blazed across borders and upended daily life no one person has all the answers a modern leader knows that they achieve with and through other people effective leaders create an environment and establish a context in which other capable people are willing and able to innovate a path through ever-changing and multifaceted challenges. As I see it, today's leaders are cultivators, stimulating, encouraging, and challenging others to push forward creatively and consistently. If yesterday's leader could be deemed as being the ship's captain or the lead actor or the star striker, today's leader is really the navigator, the director, or the coach. So four qualities of modern leadership down, four to go. Uh, the four I've touched on as a quick recap, finding that balance between realism and optimism, fostering trust, uh, reaching out in an empathetic or compassionate way, uh, which of course in turn leads to that sense of collaboration or the, the modern term of shared leadership. Before I share the remaining uh, four qualities of modern leadership as I see it with you, let me take a quick moment to thank you as ever for tuning in. Um, we're almost approaching the 7,000 download mark on this podcast, which is fantastic. And I'm always delighted to get some positive comments and constructive comments and uh, star ratings. Um, if you are enjoying these podcasts, um, I would be so grateful if you could spread the word. Um, I advertise them all across my social media platforms. And of course, more details about me and my blogs and all of the recent work that I've done in terms of managing our states through these challenging times is available on my website, jamesweetman.com. So let's keep going. Um, another point or another key factor in leadership as I see it is humility. And for me, modern leadership means replacing the ego with empathy and that old hero mentality with extending a helping hand. In the management Bible that's now 20 years old, the book Good to Great by Jim Collins. Um, I, remember, I remember reading that 20 years ago, my goodness. Um, but in that book, he references humility as a key differentiator between good and great leaders. Um, humility makes a leader relatable and approachable. Um, and in turn, the working environment is more human. People will feel that sense of psychological safety, which encourages them to be more open, to be more proactive and to give of their best. You know, they're not feeling in danger or afraid to raise their hands. So what does humility look like? Um, for me, it means knowing your limitations and asking for help, even as a leader, uh, being open to the input of others and the input of experts. We can certainly raise our eyebrows at the minute with some leaders who ignore or don't seem to have any uh, space for the input of experts. Um, humility is also about parking your ego to create an environment that fosters collaboration. It's almost like you get out of the way. 
Um, a truly strong leader, of course, will admit when they make a mistake because we're all human or when they don't know something. And that allows us to retain, it allows them to retain credibility. Um, plus, of course, we will listen more intently when they do speak about what it is they know because they're willing to raise their hand when they don't know. Um, if ego-driven leadership won't waste a good crisis, for me, a compassionate leader speaks and acts with integrity, emphasising shared human values. Something else that modern effective leaders are really good at, as I see it, is the ability to simplify and make sense of scenarios. Leaders in the past are poor leaders. You know, they hug information as a way to retain power, whereas modern leaders share information because they know this empowers others. For organisations to be successful, information has to flow, not just drip down from the top. Decision makers at every level need information. Modern leaders focus on ensuring that the right people get the right information at the right time. Of course, we live in a world of information overload, not to mention the whole concept of fake news or alternative facts, God forbid. Uh, but making sense of this barrage of information we receive every day is where the challenge for leaders now lies. Effective leaders can discern information for their people, highlighting what needs to be focused upon in terms that are very relatable and understandable. And they will also emphasize what this information means and why it's important. Effective leaders and communicators are skilled at distilling and sharing the simple message that often can only be found on the far side of complex data. So we're nearly there. The seventh quality of modern leadership is all about constructive questioning. You know, there's many questions or discussions around the difference between managers and leaders. One of the distinctions that I make is that managers manage the status quo, whereas leaders will challenge the status quo, will seek new insights and approaches that encourages others to do likewise. Um, and, and that's done through effective questioning. It's not like the old form of questioning, something like, well, why did you do that? You know, looking to pass blame or scapegoat. You know, rather, it's more like questions. Well, what can we learn from this? Or how could we do this differently? These are questions that will promote learning and creative thinking. Uh, leaders don't need to know the answers or all the answers, um, but they do need to know the questions to ask that will lead to better answers or new solutions and maybe where to go to, to find that knowledge and to uncover those answers, solutions, new possibilities. So point number seven, constructive, meaningful questioning. The final point that I want to emphasize today under the topic of modern leadership is that of competence. So of course, compassionate leadership is not just about the touchy-feely stuff. The visible soft skills have to be matched by an inner strength and a, a deep intelligence. Modern leadership still encompasses skills such as an ability to balance big picture thinking, strategy and context setting with an attention to detail and an ability to retain facts. You know, impactful leaders are proactive and yet quick to react to unforeseen events. They have to have the courage and the resilience to make tough decisions and to be open to criticism, which today, of course, is amplified by social media. And they, they also retain that fortitude to 
to be open to that sense of scrutiny that's always there, particularly at senior levels within organisations and certainly at, at government levels as well. So that point around competence is, as I say, it's not all about the touchy-feely stuff. There has to be that inner strength and that um, hard skill set that is balanced by the softer skills. So there we have it, some of my musings on what I see as modern, effective, compassionate leadership. A quick recap on some of the, the points, maybe. Uh, that finding that balance between realism and optimism, uh, fostering trust, the uh, willingness or the ability to show empathy and compassion, which in turn allows for greater collaboration and maybe even shared leadership. Um, it's as true now as it was 20 years ago when it was mentioned in that management book, Good to Great by Jim Collins, that sense of humility being a differentiating factor between good and great leadership. Then you have the ability to communicate. And that's not just about getting a message across nowadays. It's about simplifying, discerning, making sense of a scenario, distilling the, the knowledge down into simple, relatable, understandable messages. Um, communication, of course, is not just speaking, it's, always, it's also listening and then using constructive questioning to maybe bring attention into certain areas, to dig deeper, to, to, to look at learning opportunities and continuous improvement. And then, as mentioned as well, of course, it's not just the soft skills, it's also having, having that uh, deeper uh, competence and intelligence, the harder skills to balance the soft. So while some leaders, I don't know, they try to look strong, pounding a pulpit, demanding walls to be built, inciting fear and division. For me, leadership is really about warmth and inclusion. And certainly Jacinda Adhern is the, is the poster leader at the minute. Um, and that sense of integrity that I think is, is a natural byproduct of an inner resolve. Compassionate leaders... I think what they really do is they shine a light on us, you know, their people, uh, so we can see the best in ourselves and others. And of course, this is critical if you're looking to inspire hope for a better future. And that hope for a better future is really the perpetual beacon of effective leadership. It always was, and I think it always will be. So on that note, let me say thank you again for tuning in. I hope you found this week's episode interesting and maybe useful and there might be a few little tips that you can take away into your own life or into your own work and until next week